0: I'm doing just fine. It's been forever. Like, right? Forever. I feel like it could be <laughs> a second and I would say it's forever. Like It a, is like,
1: forever. Like, like
0: your puppy when you leave for five minutes and you come home and your puppy is like it has not seen you for a year.
1: Don't get me started about puppies because my husband we will not we shouldn't get started with that but my husband does not want a dog and i want a dog so that's a that can be a very touchy subject because i definitely would love to have a puppy to come home to oh
0: i'll be your puppy
1: oh thank you oh look at that tongue
0: it's big (laughs) it's (laughs) big
1: okay on always always with the sexual innuendos always Um, always I don't know why I'm losing my voice here um I know I am
0: too we're both a little bit
1: dry it's very dry
0: yeah Um, we're both for clump today
1: what I was gonna say is um with your uh comment on Instagram about what you do to prepare before guests come on the show (laughs) I was gonna ask you did you just wake up and I was going to be like, I'm so jealous that you literally can roll out of bed or whatever, 15 minutes before one of these, you know, and this, this is the difference between men and women, I think, I mean, depends on the man or the woman, obviously, but yeah, your breasts are rising. Sure. <laughs> it's a bit of padding in the bra, you know, get ready for these visual conversations um, that are available on YouTube as well. But uh, the fact that you can do that, I was a bit jealous. So I'm like, yeah, right. well, I'm going to have a shower and, you know, do my hair a little bit. Put a little bit of lipstick on.
0: I actually did shower this morning. I've got to tell you. Oh, okay. I actually showered just for you because I want to have a little Thank bit of you. hygiene. You know? Thankfully we're not like the fifth dimension yet where people can actually have smell of vision and <laughs> stuff. Because I'd be I would that. be thinking like really yeah. like why is that why does that matter? Can you
1: imagine you know like every new laptop, every new a uh, MacBook or whatever comes with like a little new feature with a, a tiny vent that just you know you can have smells and they waft out as you you know, you're yeah. watching an ad for I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even eat Subway. I don't know why this came to mind.
0: Gotta <laughs> like keep watching fresh. an ad
1: for Subway or something like that, and all of a sudden, like you know that, yeah. that horrible fake bread smell comes out. Oh, of I bread. know. Out but you,
0: bread. but you know, but you make a point though, because I could imagine because of 3D printing now being such a thing that 3D mm. printing would be so um, developed that even like the camera in your laptop, like your eyesight mm-hmm. camera, imagine if it could like cast you right. Right, it can just like cast in front of you. Like if just like if this was like your countertop Mm -hmm. and then your camera would just like start building something before you. Mm -hmm. I can imagine something like that. Yeah.
1: yeah, like like a hol- what's <laughs> a hologram, like a hologram or something. That's like that. right.
0: And now when That's I was talking about that scratch, you know, nice kind of organic countertop. Everybody from whatever episode I said, now you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's this beautiful. Isn't, this is just floating in mid space, as much as I, as I would wish it could. That'd be nice. Yeah,
1: exactly, yeah. exactly. And then of course, what what mine? I don't even know <laughs> if I can. On your
0: on your on, on your Genitalia box. Oh, books, oh, oh all the oh, big three oh, D. There it is.
1: Those, those of you that are listening, you're like, "What the heck is she doing?" My, my laptop. Every time I do these um, meetings or these conversations, I prop up my laptop on my two favorite coffee table books: the mm-hmm. big penis book in 3D and the big book of breasts 3D. So, um, I'm more,
0: I'm more of a penis it, fan, to be perfectly honest.
1: Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. These penises are
0: mm, questionable.
1: It's like yeah. it's very retro lot. 70s. 70s porn penis, but um, uh, yeah, mm. interesting.
0: Not, personally, not, not my for, taste. Not for,
1: yeah, not for everybody.
0: We can ask Jono what his taste is.
1: <laughs> we can. We'll do that <laughs> another time. <laughs> um, but I know our well, our conversation got in a few different areas quite quickly. I love As, it.
0: Per, As usual. per
1: usual. As per usual. So, uh, because she will be joining us any minute here, mm-hmm. Hero, this is one of your besties. Aside from myself, Yes. One of your nearest and dearest who is joining us uh, today on our episode. Mm -hmm. And maybe just before she joins us, you can um, introduce her a little bit. Sure, Rach. She hops on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, So for those that are listening or watching, watching,
1: watching. Watching. Watching.
0: Yeah, exactly. So so for those that are, for those (laughs) that are hashtag watching, that's going to be on our (laughs) branded merchandise whenever (laughs) we get crowdfunding. Yeah. Yeah, Write that down. (laughs) Um, caption that. But yeah, so this is one of my really dear friends, Genevieve Clements. And Genevieve Clements is an incredible entrepreneurial, business-oriented, creative workforce. It's kind of how I would categorize her if I had to give some kind of distinctiveness to her. She is an actress slash model. She is a social media influencer with her Instagram at gen city if you want to check her out she is a huge advocate for mental health and for vulnerability Mm. in being a human being uh, regardless of gender or sexuality and i really find that her knowledge base of what it requires to be a successful business person in this current day and age pre during and post covid is really fascinating for those of us that are in this generation, whether if we are in our twenties, in our thirties, or even forties and over, and especially. Yeah, watch
1: what you say. I'm getting close.
0: <laughs> that's what she said. But anyways, mm-hmm. as far as or he said, I guess that's what they mm-hmm, said. Mm-hmm, but as mm-hmm. but as far as her, um, yeah, her pedigree, her like mm-hmm. her credentials, the stuff that she's done, and how she's pivoted. Uh, with COVID to sustain her income, her lifestyle, and everything like that, it'll be really interesting for her to share with us how she's done, how she's doing that. And the again, the successes and the sidesteps she's had to take to accommodate to the lifestyle she wants to live. Uh, She has some aspirations that she wants to accomplish with her life that are in the near future. So it'd be interesting to see how she views that now based on Prior to the pandemic and yes. going forward. So yeah. anyway, I met her through working at the yoga studio that I used to work at. And she was only there on Wednesday mornings. But I would always teach on Wednesday mornings. So that's how I got to know her. And it was just one of those awesome. people that you look at and you think, I like you. Right? You just yeah, get that in connection. Innate- you get mm-hmm. that innate feeling where you kind of give them that look like if for those that have seen the movie bridesmaids and if you haven't go watch no. it but <laughs> but it's that. like yeah. it's like when the two main female characters are competing with each other with the new female friend and yeah. they're giving they're doing the wedding speech like the engage, like the engagement party speech i
1: love it yes yes
0: and you just give the look and you're just like no, oh
1: man. and speaking of speaking of which
0: uh, hi, hi. hi. hi Genevieve. How's it going? Hi. Good. How are you?
2: I'm good. I'm good. I'm just kind of getting organized here. It's all good.
0: Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna grab my tea and I'll be right back. Is that okay? No problem. oh My God, we're God at- grab that. We're tea. Actually, we're actually we're introducing.
1: We're introducing you already. So we're already. We should yes. warn you. It's. I know. We do this kind of candid banter just before. Don't worry. It's all real. I love it. Yeah. We do this candid banter and then. We should have warned you. You hop on and we're recording already. We can always edit things out. But getting getting to cool. is lot is not a bad thing to say. Not thing? <laughs> not that like you, not like <laughs> you said, I just, I just gotta get my uh just gotta get my joint. Just, just a
0: second.
2: Yeah. I mean, I can do that. Too, <laughs> I can do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> grab whatever you want to feel comfortable. There are no restrictions here. This is
2: true. Okay, good. Well, true. keep talking. I'll just okay. grab my, my refill here. <laughs> See?
0: <laughs> so as I was um,
2: saying, yes,
1: yes
0: me. it's one of those people where you just give the look in you, it's like Lillian
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so
0: it, it was like the look that Jen and I gave each other we were just like okay that enough has been said through our eye contact we're gonna this is gonna work, this right. is gonna work. so she's just an incredible woman I have so much admiration and respect for her and if I could accomplish what Jen has accomplished in the time that she has, I would just be set up for life. So
1: Oh, I like she's, I like she's listening to all this. This it was it's not like it was planned.
0: No, not even close. Jen knows it. She's
1: buttering plan, you up.
0: Yeah, I, don't I know. It, interesting how I'm really strong at buttering up women. Just gonna leave that as an empty comment, open in the comment. Mm. Like if I was into women, I, if I was the exact same person, I'm sure I'd have no problem finding a connection with women. But that's just not how I was made. So,
1: that's, yeah, but you know what? You'd better up men as well. There's there wouldn't be a difference. It would be even more so. It's just you're just you are a human lover. You're a lover of humans. Mm,
0: I am a, human a lover. lover. Of
1: Hashtag human lover. If you um, think of
0: the <laughs> genitals, yes.
1: So it's very nice to virtually meet you finally you too you too thanks for having me
0: uh, oh we're so happy to on. have you
1: so we kind of we did a, a, a little intro just before you hopped on um and i know hero excuse me again i've got like <laughs> a frog in my throat today it's you're getting clubs. Great, okay, okay we can all, all drink our tea, tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. no the, the season changes you know like it's so dry up here in the okanagan too. no matter what
0: damn you mother um, nature
1: yeah, exactly.
0: He's PMSing so, all over the place. Did you say he? She. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Jen, do you like to go by Jen?
2: Yeah, whatever. As long whatever. as it's not Guinevere, I'm okay.
1: Guinevere. Interesting. People look at your name and they say
2: Guinevere? Guinevere. Uh, Genevieve, Guinevere. I get it That's-
0: all. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's dude.
1: Interesting.
0: No. no, no, right? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> that I doesn't add up. I at can't all. see that.
1: I'm looking at your name right now underneath your picture, and I cannot see how that works. But anyway, yeah, exactly. People get lazy. They don't actually read. I think. Yeah. But, um, hero, go ahead if you'd like to continue the the actual introduction because she's here (laughs) yes
0: absolutely um so jen i was just explaining to rachel and our listeners how you and i met initially through the humble yoga studio that we both were belong to and how we just had this incredible connection in and out and it was just like that look where you're just thinking okay we're besties we don't know each other yet but we're gonna be besties and Mm -hmm. You know, Genevieve just had this sass and this swagger, you know, whenever I came in. And because I felt so comfortable in the environment I was in, I came in with a similar kind of, I own this place. I'm awesome. I love myself. And Genevieve had a similar vibe. She was just like, I love myself too, you know, and this is what, this is where, this is my domain, I guess. And so eventually she started coming into that's my- That's a closet.
1: rare quality. Sorry to interrupt. But that's, yeah. that's a beautiful, no, it is a beautiful quality. To mm-hmm. have for sure, and when was this? How long ago was this?
0: Now,
2: four years, five.
0: I would say four to five years six. ago. Okay. I don't know if it was six because I just thinking about the timeline really quick through my head. I would say about five, four to five years ago. I okay. think it's been five. Okay. I think it's been five. Yeah. But I just remember that um, we would start talking and everything, and just have really good dialogues, rapport, and. I know that I was very candid and very much who I was, and I know that Genevieve connected to that humor. So I think that's probably how it started, just through bantering. I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she, and then she asked, like, when do I teach? So then she came and started stalking my classes, and it was and it was history from there, basically. Yeah, <laughs> it was history from there, and then eventually we just started hanging out. I don't, even, I couldn't even tell you when we first hung out, which is actually kind of cool that it's says it's it just always seamlessly been. Seamlessly
1: happened, connected. yeah,
0: yeah. So I, I, yeah.
1: yeah. No, I was going to say, cause uh, just going back to that time, I think Hero just told me before we got on the phone, not, I think I, I know he told me, <laughs> he told me um, you were working six jobs at the same time. <laughs> so you yeah. Started- I have
2: a very big history of overworking myself. So at the time when I was working at the yoga studio, um, yeah, I was just, I was mostly just there one day a week, sometimes two. And right. I, I had about, anywhere between five and seven jobs the most at one point was 11 that was like too much (laughs) but it wasn't like every day right it's just like jobs that would come up you know on a monthly basis sometimes right
1: now do you think that's uh this is an interesting segue into just the the age demographic that we're I mean and I'm I'm a decade older than you both of you but I'm still on that cusp or edge of the millennial uh age, right? So I feel like um, that wasn't something that was done, you know, 20 years ago, where somebody would have multiple jobs and kind of just feel like they were testing the waters with different things. And I think that's very much what a lot of our age demographic does these days is, you know, takes on a few different projects or some creative things and, you know, just tries to figure out where it is they belong. I don't know if that's kind of what you were doing, but
2: yeah, I'm not sure, but (laughs) don't know like i don't know anyone else honestly that works the way that i work because i think i'm crazy to be honest if i knew somebody that worked the way i worked i'd tell them don't do it (laughs) uh, (laughs) you know um i don't know if it's a demographic thing or an age thing i think in general like being in vancouver you Mm, know it's expensive Mm -hmm. you so you either hustle and you have at least a couple jobs to fill in your schedule or you don't live in Vancouver um, and I think That's this true. the the problem with that is that often like you know we we find these like side jobs and they don't give us enough shifts then we get another job that also doesn't give us enough shifts so then all of a sudden we're kind of juggling these crazy schedules and I don't think it's an ideal place but I think it's just what people kind of end up doing to to make ends meet and to to live in an apartment right so
1: <laughs> no that's, um, it. that's a, yeah very good point well because there because there's that livable wage that doesn't exist in one job like nobody no one pays a living wage they pay minimum wage or they pay a bit more sometimes but right so yeah. it's that's totally
2: I mean I did it because and I think a lot of people who, who do these types of jobs and this type of work do it for the same reason. Is because you have a goal in mind, you're focused on an art, like for me it was acting. And I needed to find something that would support that job, something that would allow me to like go to an audition um, on moment's notice and be able to rearrange my schedule how I liked. And the, the reality was that the, one of the main reasons I ended up working so many jobs was because I was going through extreme chronic pain. And I had like a decade of chronic pain that I was dealing with. So I needed jobs that would support me being able to say, no, today I'm sleeping in. Like today I'm not getting up, not doing anything. I needed jobs that weren't on my feet all the time. And then one thing led to another where I had this like bank of opportunity. (laughs) I was like, okay, well, the pain kind of started to go away. And um, yeah, things kind of got better and better. But I ended up with all these jobs and only until recently because of COVID, I stopped working all these crazy (laughs) different gigs, you know? So um, at the end of the day, I think a lot of us like work a lot just to try to make ends meet, but some people are also just looking at a way to realistically support their, their dreams coming true. Right. So they're just looking at these supplementary things that give them a flexible schedule.
0: Can you speak well, more to mm-hmm. the history of your work experience? So I think it's neat for mm-hmm. people to understand the, the steps to how we end up where we are. Because if you look at people that we look up to, celebrities of any kind, you know, they usually started in fast food joints. They didn't just get handed something and then, you know, took off the stardom or fame, right? So oh, what yeah. were some of your first experiences that got you to where you are now as a successful businesswoman? Uh,
2: okay, well, my first job was at a bakery. I worked there for two years in high school. I mean, my first job was delivering newspapers, but I don't think that counts.
1: You know, <laughs> so, um,
2: yeah, so when I moved to Vancouver, you know, I was going to acting school, so I was like, well, I needed something that would support me and, like, give me a little bit of money, and thankfully, I had amazing parents that kind of helped support me through, through school, but, um, yeah, I, I worked at coffee shops. I worked at a liquor store I, on Hastings, just to paint a picture. It was oh wow! Terrible. Beautiful, terrible job.
1: <laughs> if those of you don't terrible. know what Hastings is or where Hastings is, it's it's, not, it's a very colorful part of um, a downtown city. It's the ghetto. It's, it's just the ghetto. Get- yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll just we'll just it's paint our on. I, just,
0: yeah. I work on the yeah. border of it, so I'm lucky, but yes,
1: yeah,
2: but. <laughs> <anyway>. um... <laughs> Yeah, you know, I worked there for a while. I worked at this like crazy pasta joint. It was like an Italian mafia restaurant where, at oh, night, like they close the that? doors. Yeah, I can't tell you, but I oh my god, at night like they would <laughs> close the doors, and then. All the cooks, everyone just started smoking inside and, like, gambling. And it was, like, it was out of this Whoa. world. It was crazy. Wow. Uh, I worked there wow. for, like, two weeks. And then it walked walked out of that <laughs> place pretty quick. Um, <laughs> and then one of my most, like, longstanding jobs was working at a tattoo shop. And, like, I mean, I have tattoos. You probably can't even see them. Um, I'm not, like, a crazy tattoo artist, neck tattoos and stuff, even though I, I, love, I love them. I love the art. I ended up in this job because a friend of mine uh, was working there and she, she left the the job and I asked her who was taking over and she said, no one. So 10 years later, I was still working there up until about a month or two ago now. So
1: um,
2: that was definitely like a really sweet job. The owner was an acting coach of mine as well. And um, so super supportive for me to be able to do my own thing. And I went from like the receptionist to managing to, taking care of all their art events and launching a bunch of events for them and then doing all their marketing and social media and all sorts of stuff. Um so that kind of was really cool because that was an opportunity for me to just see what I was good at, see what I loved, and then try to help a business, you know. And then sort of throughout all this time I worked at the yoga studio. I worked at Sage Wellness um with essential slang and essential oils. I'm like look at I'm like a big (laughs) stack of them over here. Um, And then one of, you know, throughout all of this, I was doing these events. So I was working as a promo model. So, you know, you go to like car shows, and you see the girls walking around with iPads trying to, try to- Sell you stuff or give you stuff for free. Well, you weren't,
1: you weren't like, you know, on a car, like. Well, sometimes,
2: up, like, you know. Like a price model. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, pretty. I mean, Ooh. one time I had a pretty sexy gig with Ducati motorcycles. That was probably the sexiest oh. gig that we had. We just <laughs> sat on motorcycles for like four. I think it was like a fourteen-hour shift in stilettos, where you sat on a motorcycle and oh, like this teeny little red dress.
0: Oh <laughs> my terrible. god!
2: <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. Um. But you know, like all these little side gigs, and I realized, like, hey, I, I can commit to my acting career if I support myself with all these little little chunks, little pieces, <laughs> and it worked out. Like, I can work on my own schedule. I can do my own thing. I can support my my health conditions, my pain. I can do all these things, mm-hmm. and then I was really happy. I was like, life is kind of good right now. You know, I can make as much money as I want to make in theory. You know, and um, so I. I started a business and that, that kind of became my, my company. And, um, what, what that was is it's a job hub so that people can log in and essentially log in and create, kind of find a job for that day or that week and basically pick and choose what kind of little gigs that they can take to supplement their income. Um, it's with the sole purpose of allowing them to pursue their passion.
1: Uh, so. Where were you yeah. when, oh, Gosh, I wish I had you like years ago when I had my yoga studio when I was like, how the fuck do I keep this afloat? Like I need little side things or side yeah. hustles or even to be a yoga teacher, which sometimes I say it's akin to being an actress or act- actor, I should say. Totally. Anyway, that's so what and what is it called your business? So
2: the company was called Activate Experts. And um, I didn't have the technology at first to start an app. So I just sort of did it on my phone. I would my clients would call me and then I would text every, all my friends and all the people that I knew that needed side gigs. And they would text me back and I'd say, yeah, your book, I'd train them. I'd set them up. And, you know, I sort of became that middle person for them. Right. And then um, this time last year, I ended up partnering with a company in the States that's actually creating an app for the business. So that uh-huh. hopefully should launch uh, in the next few months. Uh, It'll launch down in California and Vancouver, Toronto, probably as well, all at the same time. So that's That's amazing. Yeah, that's on the horizon. Um, Obviously, early this year, I had to shut down the business a little bit because I mean, there are no events like my, my company was based on large events. So that was a bit of a hit with COVID. And um, I lost all my jobs. I went from having like six Really great gigs to zero gigs, real real quick.
1: Um, oh my goodness! So
2: so yeah, yeah, that's been kind of my six months. But I've um, you know, knowing me as a workaholic, it was about a week into quarantine. I was like, "Hey, okay, can't do this. Like, got got to find a job." And uh, so I ended up applying to eighty different jobs in April, and um, only two of them got back to me. Two of them. I mean, I got a pretty good resume. The two of them. I was so yeah. Hey, I don't about feel that. so
1: bad then. No, it's it's yeah. It's like that out there, and that's and I'm so happy that you've got something like this that's coming out soon because. And I, I apologize for interrupting, but just because no. you said about about April, but. You know, what's, ha- what's happening now in Canada, everyone who's listening, is that we, yes, we are very thankful that we had a benefit called CERB, the Canadian um, Emergency Relief Benefit, I believe, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. which is running out really damn soon for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so what I've noticed as well as just, you know, hopping on LinkedIn or looking at job postings is that, holy cow, is the pool of people ever getting larger and larger that are applying for right. jobs because they're finally realizing smack smack in the face like you're not getting served anymore soon as well so you're even getting that many more people like it's competitive out there more than ever I think I don't know what have you noticed that
2: Jen oh yeah yeah I mean, like it's like, just getting like worse, said, worse, and
1: worse and worse over the like months. like 80 yeah. jobs
2: two of them got back to me um one of them was to be a, a, a like a janitor in a building and wasn't really keen
0: <laughs> <on that. laughs> oh my god I didn't know that <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm good. I mean, I had applied <laughs> to be fair. I did apply. <laughs> I was but, gonna say, you know, <laughs> I just didn't, I wasn't feeling it. Uh, it was like an, oh, it was like all night, like it was like a midnight to like 6 a.m. I was like, yeah, so I'm just Holy gonna,
1: nice.
2: just gonna no. take the serve for that one. Um, yeah. But no, I ended up um, hearing back from an insurance company that said, hey, if you get your license and if you do the course and if you do this and that, you can work for us. So I was like, well, hell, what else am I going to do during COVID? I've got who knows how many months. Um, so I started selling insurance. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it was like a four-month training <laughs> and studying kind of process and having to get certified. And then... Um, yeah. It's been about a, a month and a bit now that I've been working uh, full time in the insurance field, which is really weird to me because I've never just had this one job. I dropped all my other jobs pretty much except mm-hmm. a couple cause I just can't have just one job apparently. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I like started working in insurance and it's been great and crazy and weird and, um, new, but really like fulfilling. And, uh, yeah, it's it's quite the quite the big difference, I'd say for sure. So,
1: and you're working from home.
2: I'm working from home. Guessing, yeah,
1: because you're able to do things sure. like
2: this. <laughs> this is <laughs> my this is my crazy little setup here. Oh, this, <laughs> my her
1: office!
2: My, <laughs> <yes>. Office, <laughs> in my bachelor suite. I have my a co- <laughs> setup <laughs> in my
1: kitchen. Um, interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We get it.
0: <laughs> what are yeah. some of what are some of the differences you notice from having multiple jobs and many different kind of environments versus focusing on one job and then also a very direct purpose, like a direct focus for what the job is? What have you noticed is something that you notice that are, that's quite different regardless uh, of you preferred or not, just what are some of the differences for our listeners that you might, they might not realize?
2: Yeah. I mean, the main difference for me right now is that while I'm making more money and I'm a bit more supported that way, you know, instead of having to work a lot for a little bit, I'm working a lot for a lot of (laughs) it. So (laughs) it made a big difference just in terms of my energy levels. Right. Um, this is the only job I've had where if you really like put in, a lot of work you get a lot out of it whereas Mm -hmm. a lot of times in in your own business like you can drain yourself to the your like deepest darkest place and you get something out of it right you get a company you get something going but it can be very minimal it takes a lot of time to get that that momentum going so that's a major difference and I think the other thing is that yeah I'm not like juggling all these different mm. things i mean in the past like i would be home and then i'd be for example like 6 a.m working at the yoga studio done at 12 walking into gas town stopping off to do an errand and then working from gas town till about seven or eight o'clock and then working on my business and then doing yeah. this and that and then working on my instagram try to keep myself afloat and filming an audition once i got home that night right so yeah now <laughs> my biggest commute is like my bed to my kitchen to my living room, which is like literally like fifteen steps, I think.
0: Yeah. Tops. I love it. I well love you it. look beautiful, so
1: you I don't know. You still made it work, so that's fantastic.
0: You are giving <laughs> me some During, major like, Hawaiian You are giving some it. major Hawaiian vibes. I love it.
2: I wear my fa- I wear my what? fancy shirt just for you guys. I oh my it was- god! I love it. It's is gorgeous. it like little tigers Pumas or
1: tigers? Yeah, no, yeah. Pants, I think are just exactly. one color. I don't know.
0: That's I love that shirt. They're shoes. Thought- Let's get real.
2: I was in my closet. I was like, "What do you wear to a fun podcast?" I was like, "That's I- <laughs> I- <laughs> like, not nah, exactly. for the
1: color because I'm wearing gray today with like." My uh, my gray mala, which is oh, I don't know, but my tiger's orange. Uh, see, this is always the color in the background. Is my tiger right. painting? Like right, like
0: totally, totally.
1: Uh, sorry, go go ahead, hero. If you wanted to, I, was, I had something I was curious about as well. Yeah, no. Well, Very I was curious. really. curious
0: Well, I just think that's really fascinating because I've been able to see Genevieve go through her growth and her journey and her experiences and so forth, and so. I wonder, like, when you think about with COVID, you think about the development in your professional life and you think about acting and modeling. I'm curious to know what has it been like being someone that's pursuing their passion and their what their craft is during this society? Because it couldn't be the same before. So what is it mm-hmm. like now? What have been some of your experiences that you have lived through, through Instagram and also through photo- photography, through modeling and acting? Hmm.
2: I mean, that's a heavy question, you know, like, it's heavy. Um, you know, like, I'll be the first to say I'm not a famous actor, quite clearly. <laughs> you know, but I've been at it and I've been you pushing be. at it for, for years. <laughs> well, not yet, right? Um, but at the end of the day, like, my one thing that I sort of forgot about, it, like, through going through... Um, all these jobs. I mean, kind of trying to pay rent, right? And created a company. And it's like one of the things that I sort of forgot about. And I looked over. Was like, what? What am I actually passionate about? Like, what? Why do I hold that true to my heart? And like, why does it matter to me? And so, I think you know, just going back to your question here, I was like, with COVID and everything going on, we've had this time to reflect and to like, whoa, totally. like, what are we doing? Okay, so we're not working. We're not. Or, or stuck in a room, maybe with our partner or all alone. You know, we're we're really kind of put in this space of reflectiveness and like reevaluation, right? What actually matters if you can't see your family and you can't work and you can't what What matters? What What makes you survive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and as an artist, I think that's really really valuable. Um, for me, it's been trying to connect back to that passionate thing and that thing that like made me want to do this in the first place since I was a little girl right and um, in terms of modeling I mean I mean I had like zoom photo shoots throughout COVID which were totally weird and (laughs) interesting but um, those I I mean they were cool but for me it was actually an opportunity for me to use my ring light my setup and get a new phone and Mm -hmm. and set up my own photo shoots and kind of like take control of my own craft because as an actor, like you can't, I mean, unless you're booking some TV shows right now or some things that are going on for a long time, people were just creating their own stuff, right? They were doing Mm -hmm. their own thing. Um, Models, same thing. They're doing their own selfies and trying to get more professional and artsy and just kind of trying to keep those, that momentum going. And the great thing is like so many people are on Instagram right now because well, we've got more time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everyone's, we're on scrolling. So you've got an opportunity to kind of relaunch yourself or reevaluate or reconnect with people in like a new way.
0: Mm-hmm. Good point. Well, and I That's think,
2: you know, you make a really good point.
1: And I think also um, something that you kind of said was with reevaluating things, you know, we, we were forced to slow down, to slow the fuck down because you know, the world and all of us were just spinning out of control. Um, So that was, it's a very positive thing, I think that's happened uh, throughout all of this. But then people like us who do like to be a little bit more creative and who might take our passion and try to turn that into monetization of some sort, um, you know, I think that we've had to take a step back to think about the why. Like, why Why are we doing this? Like, take a step back and being like, instead of, um you know, having it, control our life to the to the point where we start to almost despise not despise but you kind of almost start to dislike your passion because you're you're focusing way too much on it to actually help you survive I guess Mm -hmm. which is why I know you're doing so many jobs on the side and things like that but and and I and I was we've all been I think we've all been in that same boat Um, but I think it's just it's made all of us reevaluate the why, like, why are we doing this? You know, why, why are these things that are close to our heart that we want to share with the world? Um, yeah. Just kind of finding that perspective again, I think, which is very important for a lot of us. So, cause we can get so attached to and overwhelmed with, you know, just being able to put food on our plates because of doing these creative things that we like to do. Right.
2: Yeah, so, totally. I think it's uh going back to the why I mean that was one of my biggest business lessons was what go back to your why 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 are you doing that and why are you doing that and why is it that you're doing that that that? and what's the why 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 (laughs) why and then just finding that like that core value or that core reason and then looking at that and saying okay so if this is my reason then what else can I do to supplement my life it that I'm not already doing like for me that was like my core reason was I love helping people. I love supporting people's passions. So you know, at the core was I love to help, which means that like creating my business was in line with that. But working all these different jobs wasn't necessarily in line with that. Mm-hmm. But working in insurance was in line with that. And even though that's never something I would have ever thought of or that I, you know, really thought of right off the bat. I just kind of realized it as I went along. I like, okay, I can allow myself to be in this weird new place because I know my why. And yeah. it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll make it work and it'll, it'll, I'll come out winning. <laughs> <Hopefully>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I
1: what would you... A, s- sorry, there's I something just... else I do want to talk about for sure yeah. on that same topic, but you go yeah. ahead, Hero, please. Well, I, was just, so I was excited from coffee, I think.
0: No, it's good. I just wanted to, because <laughs> it was so focused on like this dialogue like have you what would you say right now off the, on a whim what would your what's your why now then if you've done that work and development to refine the process what would if you say your why is now
2: my why is definitely to help people um I mean from day one it's always to live in a more passionate world because I realized when I was living in my passion and I was able to su- supplement you know my income so that I could pursue my passion I was a happier, healthier human being. So um, with that being said, like, I thought, hey, what if all the people that I knew that quit their, their dream job or quit their their dream to have a real job, you know, and in particular in the film industry, a lot of filmmakers stop working in their, their art and they start working in the film industry, which means mm-hmm. they're working 12 hour days, sometimes more. I... A lot of my friends who did that, like, I haven't seen them create a film in a decade, right? Mm, Wow. And they just lose that spark. They lose the reason why they got in film and all all in all. Because now they're making great money and just helping other people make Netflix films, right? So (laughs) I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, what if all of the friends that I knew didn't do that and they actually pursued their passion?
1: Mm.
2: And what if all the people that I knew in my circle, whether it be film or, or modeling or yoga teachers, you know, what if they just did their passion and they weren't worried about making ends meet because they were supplementing their income. And so I built a business on that mind. And then yeah, that's like awesome. moving forward that's still my why like if I can help people and right now, you know, I, I help families and I make sure that they're protected and um at the end of the day it's just to help people just to live in a better world, you know, <laughs> and to do my part and try to like create a better community of people that don't just work and, and kind of like realize when they hit 50 years old that now they get to retire and, and do the fun stuff, right? right? Live with people that actually are enjoying their lives from like day one, you know? Yeah.
1: That's, that's, yeah. Like I said, I wish I had you like 10 years ago.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: You've got to yeah, have you now. God. So exactly. <laughs> um,
0: wow. Let me be for president.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. No, Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Five really? minutes. Five minutes. No, nah, I can't. I can't compete with
2: no sexiness, man. Nobody can compete with that. Like, who are we gonna have now? Like, oh, I agree. Man. I agree. <laughs> I
1: agree. He can. Uh, yeah, I do agree. Um, like,
2: realistically, he can make some big mistakes. But at the end of the day, I'm like, God, you're sexy. I Damn it! <laughs> I think a lot
1: of the world agrees with that statement.
0: I've never been. Um, he's never been my type, to be honest. But I don't think oh, he's God, no, attractive. He's, but he's
1: yeah, he's smoldering. I do like him.
2: I mean, also I'm half French Canadian, right? So like a man Uh, that can speak two languages bilingual like perfectly, I'm like, oh Lord, help me.
1: That's (laughs) so funny. That'll get you going. Oh my gosh. At Justin Trudeau, um, Mm. I I feel like there, I love that we're kind of peeling the mask off of this whole like shiny glitzy, like it. Okay, I'll, I'll back up a little bit here. I feel like there's a misconception where people see other people on social media living their passion, doing what they're passionate about, and they feel like they've got everything together, and that there's actually, when we were just talking to Rachel Scott on our previous show, um, she was talking about how you know people think that they're just going to be these huge Instagram stars like right away, or you know it's like bam, okay, like you know I've got my branding, I've got this, I've got that, and it's going to happen overnight. Like that's not reality. Um, And I guess what I'm getting at is I, for the longest time, I just thought that, you know, it was almost impossible to be successful at your passion and that you needed all these little things to help support you. Um, But that, that was okay. I think, I I think I thought it was a failure if I wasn't, if that makes sense. Like I Mm -hmm. thought I was failing if I needed to rely on other modes of income and other like I don't know what do you, what do you say to that? That's that's kind of quite a big topic of conversation. Go, I right?
2: mean, I think it's a huge, <laughs> a very like a common de- denominator mm-hmm. that a lot of artists mm. feel that way. You know, I'm getting goosebumps because like I feel mm. that's what yeah. kills an artist, right? Yep. It's that yes, thought that well, if I don't do this full time, then I bet, might as well not do it at all because I'm right. I'm a failure, or you know, I'm yeah. What's the point, right? Mm. And. Yeah, I mean that breaks my heart. And and I think I had that mentality for a long time. I still sometimes have that mentality, you know, because I have acting coaches that are like, Genevieve, what's wrong with you? Like either be an actor or be a businesswoman, like pick something. And and I'm just like, no, (laughs) I'm gonna be everything. (laughs) I'm gonna do everything that gives me black and
1: white. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean,
2: there's there's some there's a point to that. I think that on Instagram, for example, any like Instagram course or anything, they'll tell you, don't put everything in one place, like have a very specific brand, only do one thing. So people know what they're looking at when Mm -hmm. they're there. Okay. Mm -hmm. But to me, like that didn't make sense because that's just not who I am. Like, I love business. I love creating things. I love acting. I love emotionality. I love life. And I I just like to do all the things that I love to do. So I'm not going to I'm not going to downplay myself. The reality is that, yeah, maybe if we dedicated ourselves full on to something like our passion, that maybe, yeah, maybe we, we speed up the process. But throughout that, we're probably going to be more stressed. We're probably not going to be eating very well because we're not going to afford rent and food. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we're probably going to be struggling. And like, what's the price you're going to pay? You know, so... In my opinion, like supplementing your income and like taking things bit by bit and experiencing life is so much more important. And I tell that to actors like all the time who just like, I I mean, they just kind of go into acting and all all they are is acting and there's nothing else in the world but acting. I'm like, well, what about your life? Like, how can you be a good actor if you're not experiencing life? How can you be a a good yoga teacher if you're not experiencing life? You know, you're not embodying that I think all art breaks down to that
0: yeah I agree and you make a a point of that too though because when I understand Mm -hmm. the comment that you were saying well it's do this to do that but it all correlates to each other so the more versatility you have to embed your own life experience into what you do professionally, personally, or as a passion, if it's not, even that passion might be professional too, uh, you're actually going to be a lot more successful because you're not just going to be going through the formulas and going through the kind of the analytical process, which you can be a great technician, but are people going to remember you for your technique or are they going to remember you for your soul? And I think you need to think about what's happening inside of here, not necessarily what's happening only here and here. It's the combination mm-hmm. of, of the alignment of those things that make you mm-hmm. successful. Regardless of the pace you want to grow and be successful at, no one can take that away from you. So if you lose it, know that you never actually lost it. You just might have been a little bit taken off that path. And we all have something that's deep within us if we really look far enough to understand yeah. who that is. We just have to tap into that.
2: hmm Totally. You know, um, one thing that came to mind, like, I think at the end of the day, like what I went through a traumatic event and through that process, I realized our lives are so short, like they're so short and we never know when something's going to happen. We never know when our world's going to be turned upside down and and Mm -hmm. that, you know, we might not be able to walk again, or we might not be able to talk again, or we might not be able to think properly or act properly or, might not be able to dance again. Who knows? Like it could be anything. And so when I went through this process, I realized, okay, my life is short. I need to cut out the things that don't serve my everyday. Like if I'm not enjoying my life every single day, then I'm doing something really wrong.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And sometimes when we dedicate ourselves to a craft or an art, we put our lives on hold. Right. And we stop thinking about this and this and this and we just think, okay, I, I gotta do this, and I gotta, I gotta rah, like try to get this done and I'll I'll enjoy my life five years from now, ten mm-hmm. years from now, mm-hmm. when I retire. Mm-hmm. Right. And you don't know if you're ever gonna make it there. So to me, it was super important to enjoy my life every day. And I think if you can pursue a passion in a comfortable, supportive way, then you're just gonna be in a much better space. Like, you know, you don't wanna be in a hospital bed one day and regret not. Oh, God. taking care of the little things right and having fun It's, it's hitting a the nail on the
1: head for me right now that is so something i've been thinking about lately and it's it's um it's the it's the i'll be happy when syndrome
2: mm-hmm.
1: i'll be happy when i'll be happy when i'll be happy when it's kind like um i'll be happy when i win the lottery like it's that kind of a, a thing right yeah. Yeah. things will fall into place when mm-hmm. um and yeah i know it's now we're getting a little bit philosophical here but it's um that's it's so true like actually and it's funny because before we got hopped on I was gonna I was gonna share this book with Hero but I'm currently rereading Pema Chodron's Living Beautiful and now it's funny because it's uh, backwards in the video but living beautifully with uncertainty and change and just you know about how to live with groundlessness and knowing that that is an everyday occurrence like it's not about I think for the longest time I was just struggling or wanting to find how to live to be grounded. But in reality, it's like, how do you live with groundlessness? Like, whoa, that's <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So out there. But but how do you, yeah, how do you live with being groundless? Because that's that's really what every day is about. And how do you take that to um the next level? And you know, I'm butchering this a little bit here, but Um, yeah, I was just, anyway, lots of things I've highlighted in this book, but, um, yeah, actually, and the one thing, what does it say? Freedom, freedom comes, uh, what what is freedom? Freedom from struggling against the fundamental ambiguity of being human.
0: Wow. That is juicy, man. That is. There's ju- a lot of
1: juiciness in this, but it. I feel like it sort of hopefully ties into, it's funny that I actually brought this book out, but it kind of comes back to some of the things we've been talking about. Um, you know, and it sounds like, Jen, that you're kind of, you're finally finding your freedom in a sense. Yeah,
2: for yeah. sure. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> I mean, just to kind of give you guys a, a bit of a, I know Hero knows all about this, but just to kind of back you up a bit, Rachel, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I know some of my followers, I get pissed off because I write all these like long emotional posts and they're like, what are you talking about? Well, here's the juice. <laughs> um, so it was five years ago yesterday, my, um, ex fiance basically got in a crazy car accident and he ended up with a severe brain damage. And so, oh my goodness. um, basically that I went from us taking a separation because of, alcoholism and all sorts of other things that he was dealing with he got sober he got in a car accident so i was in the hospital for oh my gosh six months every day oh pretty much like icu for like two months i think every day and like everything from like him not recognizing me to him thinking i was a sister to him learning how to walk talk to me changing diapers like just wow. my life just changed really quickly and so um, yeah, it was, a it was a really hard time in my life because I, my heart was just fucked <laughs> to yeah. say the least. Like I had this crazy pain in my chest and uh, just this sense of like losing somebody, but not losing them and having to reconstruct your, re- anyways, I can't even put it into words, but, um, at that point, like it got so heavy for me and like the emotions and just the feeling and I I would collapse in tears. And I was just, I was kind of on my own. Like I didn't have a lot of people that were, um, supportive of me helping his family and, and being there for him. So it was a few years that were just really, really tough. And, um, yeah, I mean it was like it was weird. It was like every movie that I watched or ended up every TV show that I ended up watching, there'd always be a car accident, there'd always be a brain injury that would always heal miraculously, you know. Oh, geez. And I, you know, I'm still there's still a lot of improvement to be done. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so he um, he made it through and, you know, he he can walk and talk and he's in a good positive mind, you know, we don't see each other very often anymore, but um yeah, it was, it was a few years where I just basically said, I'm never going to act again. I don't, I don't want to act. I don't want to feel, I can't ever experience this ever in my life. I can never allow myself to get to this place again Mm -hmm. because I will, I won't make it realistically. I just, I would never be able to go through that again. And so, um, I was like, Being part of the film industry where they pretend that, you know, a brain injury is just like, oh, someone kisses you and you're all better or you wake up one day and you're fine. Uh, Irritated me to my core so much. Then I said, you know, I can't keep portraying these fake stories because I now know what it's like to go through hell. And I now know, you know, my version of Romeo and Juliet. And and like, it's just you can't explain that in a movie. And so. I said, yeah, never again. I'm not going to experience emotions. I'm not going to act. And I'm just going to just going to focus on business and get 11 jobs and uh, live my life (laughs) happily. That didn't work out. Like realistically, like I, I had to fight to fall in love again with my partner, you know, and it's, I love our relationship and it's amazing. And, um, that took a lot of time. And now I'm realizing I actually wrote a post about this yesterday on my Instagram, um, that yeah, I'm realizing that I really shut out a big part of me and mm-hmm. saying I'm never going to act again and, and I'm never going to be emotional and experience that just shut me out of, about he- being human. Like it just mm-hmm. took that away from me. So I'm more of a robot than I am human when it comes down to it. That's how I, I felt so I'm working to like get that back and like to come back into my crazy emotional experience of life right um and that's been my my struggle you know that's been my sort of like push like how do you go back to the day before the worst day in your life right how do you find yourself again even though you have a history of trauma or whatever it might be how do you kind of not put that aside, but how do you find a place where you can still be yourself and just use that as storytelling or use that as your power and not necessarily yeah. have it shut you out? Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't think you do go back. I don't think you do try to find like you, that's all happened so that you, you can move forward and you can, I mean, that's going to be all a part of the, the new and improved you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's any point, point in going back, you know, if, if that makes sense, but thank you for sharing that. Cause that's huge. Like, I don't know, yeah. um, to me, that's like, that's a huge lesson on vulnerability. Like I actually, I actually wrote something yesterday about just being vulnerable and putting yourself out there. But, um, it sounds to me that you, you lost that, um, that vulnerability characteristic or to be because to be vulnerable is yes being open to being hurt potentially but it's also open for wonderful things to happen so it sounds like you're you're finally like getting back to being comfortable with being vulnerable and that's huge
2: I don't know if I'm there yet but I'm trying yeah (laughs) exactly
1: and trying is
2: yeah
1: is half the battle I think of you know yeah but thank you well it's
2: yeah, you're welcome. I mean, it's it's our power at the end of the day. I think it's it's our power to be able to feel and connect and be emotional and you know vulnerable and and um, at the end of the day to connect honestly. I think that to our core, that's a huge part of the human race. Like, if it wasn't for that, like we wouldn't be where we are. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's integral. And often, yeah. I think that people forget about that sort of stuff. You know. Um, yeah, they forget they about the importance
1: or they don't just forget but they're they they don't they don't want to put themselves in that situation it's not that they forget they just purposefully don't don't do it because they don't want yeah they shut and, it out it's so you put yeah. like a
2: cap on the bottle and you're like all right I'm good you know I'm just gonna yeah. let the mechanism of my body work <laughs> and then, uh, you know you just kind of kind of coast so to speak so yeah 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 I think right now. There's a lot of trauma being shared in the world. There's a lot of conversation about it. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, you can't just erase it from your life. But how do you go back to the day before it happened and then bring in that experience and feel like yourself again? You know, Mm -hmm. how do you kind of remember what it felt like not to have been so hurt? And then from that point forward, like, then you can start building but in my opinion, like, if you can't go back in some shape or form mm-hmm. to that feeling of, like, that's called a childhood, right? Or that feeling of, like, yeah. just being okay, um, then, yeah. I mean, it's it's so hard to rebuild and to use that experience if you can't relate to what it was like prior to that, I think. That's true. You know? Um, yeah and that was the same sort of thing when I went through my chronic back injury. Um, I had a really hard time healing and basically it was just like chronic back pain for 10 years. And it started when I was about like 13 and I, as you know, I was like getting older and I'm diving into like spirituality and stuff. I was like, okay, well what is it like to not have back pain? Mm -hmm. I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't remember. (laughs) Like, do you remember how your body felt when you were 12 years old?
0: i no. i do i do actually do, do you oh okay. i actually do yeah
2: okay yeah i do you're all enlightened. that's my hero I can't think of <laughs> you know.
1: my body at 12 but <clears throat> i can definitely think of traumatic experiences <laughs> around that time of my life or like between the ages of 10 9 10 and yeah. 12
2: but but no. for me it was like i couldn't yeah. remember what it was like to not have pain in my body mm-hmm. and you know, I was like, well, what does it feel like? I must, would I sit up more? I would sit up straight, I'd fall asleep easier. I would, and that was what started my healing process, Mm -hmm. you know, was imagining what was it like to not have pain in my body. And as soon as I was able to imagine that and create that mindset, my pain started going away. And I've been five years pain-free since then. Uh, Doctors have no idea what was wrong with me. They've did every test in the planet. They're still doing random wow. tests just to see. Um, wow. But that was the only way that I was able to, to cure my fibromyalgia, which is what what they had called it. So mind
1: right. over matter, my friend. Mm-hmm. Like that's a that's an amazing example. Yeah. Um, how and it's it's interesting that you that you talk about that about changing just changing a mindset, which can actually change a physiological symptom yeah. or sensation. Yeah. Because I do the opposite. I manifest like discomfort and things like that in my body. And I mean, this this conversation doesn't have to get on the topic of health anxiety, but that's that's predominantly what I live with. Is mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. health anxiety is a a nicer way of saying a hypochondria hypochondriac, I guess, so to speak. But okay. um, but it's it is I don't know what I was going to say. I use the word crazy. I hate that word. I will not use that word. It's interesting how how much you can actually think about something you know like for example I don't know I don't know what it is like doing some gardening or something and you're like oh crap but before when I did gardening you know my arm hurt for a week but this is not the same time it's another time you're gardening and then your mind's like oh my arm's probably going to hurt for a week again just like the last time I did it Mm -hmm. and then it basically just manifested that symptom even though it's not actually there. Like a few days later, I started to feel, you know, oh my God, my arms now, Oh, there we go. Yeah. It's happening again. But I get, it's just that manifestation of a symptom. So I love that you were able to, you know, flip that on its head and change it. Like that's incredible.
2: Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it I'm is. proud of it too, you know, because yeah. at one point I was told I wouldn't be able to walk when I hit my 30s. So,
1: whoa. My
2: God. You know, um I mean I had doctors say all sorts of crazy things, but that one definitely hit pretty hard. So um even though they didn't
1: have like um a diagnosis, they were still saying that?
2: Well they were just looking at every year was getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. So they're thinking like Mm -hmm. you've got um severe nerve damage and your body if it keeps experiencing this much pain, it's gonna shut down. (laughs) It's just not gonna not gonna help you, right? Wow. Um, but I think that doctor is kind of full of shit too. But at the end of the day, um, you know, that sort of stuff is really, really scary. So I think yeah. when you get to that position, you don't have another choice. I mean, it's choice A is I'm going to be in pain and miserable. Choice B is I'm going to try this crazy woo woo shit and see if it works. <laughs> and it worked, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, totally. so,
1: yeah, I still say woo woo when it comes to like, Love yoga it. stuff sometimes i do i'm like hey, you know, a little woo woo but meh i love woo woo yeah totally. <laughs> got, I like do. crystals and everything going on over here all
2: about
1: awesome yeah i'm wearing my i'm actually wearing my mala for ages but i'm wearing it right now so yeah no i i get it
0: <laughs> oh no for sure and again just listening to both of your stories and your experiences <laughs> of how you've turned your those those experiences into coping and to Being resilient, perseverant through those experiences, it's important because, I mean, my biggest overcoming has definitely been through grief and through loss of a sibling and loss of a grandparent prematurely. And when you go through these experiences, your brain, and because I went through these experiences when I was at the ages of 12, 11, let's say 11 through 16 11 through 17 you know those moments really do begin to formulate these responses in the brain that can trigger into our adulthood Mm -hmm. and even if we can always change the neuroplasticity and the pyroplasticity of our brain and how we respond and correlate to experience it certainly wouldn't have been for the therapies and the counselings and everything and the tools and the yoga and little bit of medication and supplements and Chinese medicine as these kind of things that might be looked at with judgment or with ignorance from other people. These are the things that we go into when we are forced into, in a sense, forced into looking for alternative ways of looking at how we make ourselves feel better and how we can also not band-aid something, but we can actually heal. Mm -hmm. And that's what's powerful about mm-hmm. times right now is that when we're put into a situation where we are forced to look so deeply inward, our opportunity to actually come out on the other side and to move through it and to adapt through it is, I think, what makes us that much stronger in some ways that others may not realize or have even the capacity to understand the concepts of any of the things that the three of us have talked about in the last period of time.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and I love that, I love here that you said, um, a multi, a different, like a multitude of different, um, healing mechanisms or tools, because a friend of mine actually posted the other day, very candidly on, what was it? Mental national mental health day or something like that. It was a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. And so she's a yoga teacher and she posted a photo of what aids her to being the best version of herself. And she had a photo of mm-hmm. all of her tools. One of them was medication she and i've actually never seen there's such a stigma around medication these days and trying to be super holistic and just doing one thing just being holistic don't use medication that's that we can have a whole podcast podcast on that but um, but what i loved is that and she's a yoga teacher she like i said she had you know the the western medicine and then she had next to it like her knitting needle and her mala beads and her crystals and i'm like that's to me that's beautiful like she's mm-hmm. saying it's okay To take from all these different places right like you don't have to feel ashamed that you um are taking medication too and that's oh my god like Mm -hmm. yeah i can talk about that for a long time and i won't but um yeah the fact that there are multiple ways of doing this and every body is different every brain is different um all of our experiences are different and it doesn't have to just be holistic and don't beat up on yourself or feel guilty that you have had to take medication oh my god yeah yeah
2: i think um that's just it you know like <laughs> we live in such a beautiful world like why shouldn't we mix these different cultures up why shouldn't mm-hmm. someone who goes to the doctor for pain medication or whatever also go to the chinese medical? Chinese medicine clinic or whatever yeah. they're called, and stop at that stage and get some oils and get some crystals from another place. Like you know, um, yeah, I think it's so important that we use all the tools that that are available to us. Yeah. You know. One agree.
0: thing I one thing I wanted to ask you, Jen, uh, while we have you here still, and as we come to the wrap of this discussion, which Holy is going, I can't fast. believe
1: it's gone by so fast. <laughs> it's
0: gone by super fast, which I knew it would because of our yeah. our, our our nature of being very like minded. Um, do you have any, I wouldn't say parting words cause parting, it's like, you know, Oh, I'm never going to hear or talk to you again, but do you have any insights or contemplations that you want to share with those of us, um, that are listening and that might be listening in once we release this discussion, um, anything that you want to leave with them, um, that would be a continuation in the future.
2: Hmm. That's a deep one there, Hero. Um, No, I
0: go deep, plug,
2: And you
1: can plug your own projects, do whatever, like, (laughs) this is your platform, too.
2: (laughs) No, I think, you know, I think my main thing would be enjoy your life every day. Like, don't waste your time doing things you don't want to do. Don't waste Mm -hmm. your time working a job you don't love. Don't Mm -hmm. waste your time in a relationship that doesn't support you. Mm -hmm. Don't, just don't fucking do it like, sorry, I don't care how sexy they are. Just don't do it. Like, you know, don't waste your time on people that aren't like amazing and that don't like really support you. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, I think that would be my main thing. Don't waste your time on, on situations that aren't making you grow or bring you to the next level, whether that's drinking or going out to the club, not that anyone's doing that nowadays, but you know (laughs) what I
0: mean.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And at the end of the day, I think the main thing is that often I think we get distracted and we start avoiding what we love because if we really dedicated ourselves to what we love, then we set ourselves up for potential failure. And Mm -hmm. Um, so, we start avoiding and we start using distractions so that we don't have to fail. And um, I'm so guilty of that. I think that the main lesson for me has always been set yourself up to fail as many times as you can. Why not? Because that's mm-hmm. life. And the reality is, the chance of failure is so much lower than the chance of succeeding if you actually put your mind and your heart into it.
0: Um, I love that. Yeah. I adore
1: that. I adore that. Um, There's one more question though, and I'm going to ask it this time because we've, I think we've gotten into a bit of a um, a habit or routine here now of asking this last question (laughs) and we might change it up on people, but if you were a fruit juice, first thing thing that comes to mind, what would you be and why?
2: Well, okay. First thing that came to mind was orange juice because I like orange juice. But then I thought, you know, something that I was actually contemplating yesterday, which is like diving even deeper. But anyways, is that um, a nutritionalist once told me that we crave the things that we're actually allergic to and that we eat a lot of the things that we're not supposed to eat. For me, that was bread. I'm like a bread fanatic. Turns out I completely like allergic to to gluten very much oh, wow. so uh, I had to stop eating it and yeah <laughs> second thing <laughs> was apparently I'm very allergic to citrus but like I oh, love no. everything citrus like oh, everything no. citrus like body butter and perfume uh, and fruit juice uh, and oranges oh. and lemons and all this sort of stuff and I still eat it all the time so at the end of the day, I think it's a lesson that often we we love the things that are not good for us. And we have to like be aware of that.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. So you just you just Maybe. like getting fruity. And that's just you in a nutshell. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Basically. Especially around
1: hero. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, we get so fruity. It's delicious. Fruity
1: and juicy. Delicious. Mm.
0: Take bad juice
1: Flexible. I love it.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
1: I love that. Uh,
0: It's been such a pleasure having you uh, on our show and for you to be so willing and vulnerable with us as well. I Mm -hmm. really appreciate your sincerity. And I think that the messages you share, the things you stand for are really going to help hopefully impact a lot of people that are tuning in that may not know of you or that do know you, but maybe don't know those aspects to your life. So thank you as well for bringing yourself really raw and i yeah. think that that's awesome. really important to acknowledge
1: yes thank you and i you. i love that i'm finally meeting you because i've heard so much about you so this has been a pleasure um fantastic conversations and hopefully we can have you back and when your app gets launched we want to talk about it so okay. let's <laughs> stay in touch because i know there's a lot of people that are really going to benefit from that so that's really well, exciting
2: we just got the new branding Fantastic. and the new name out for the company, so it'll there'll be an official launch probably in the next couple of weeks. Here, um, amazing! So I'll make sure to let you guys know when that's uh, yes, when the Instagram is live and going.
0: <laughs> Fantastic! We can't wait.
2: Awesome. Well, okay. Thanks so much, guys. I love your guys' podcast so far. They've been so fun and oh, uplifting, and okay. oh, just it's nice to just like have these great conversations because we don't get to see friends all the time. So it's, mm-hmm. it's been really, I think it's That's really, really sweet what you guys are doing. So
0: oh, thank, thank you thank for you your so work. Much. Thanks
2: for having me. Thank, thank you. you and enjoy
0: the rest of your awesome day.
2: I will. In your in your,
1: <laughs> your bubble of your home working. In you my know?
2: bubble. Actually, <laughs> I get to go for a walk to see a friend because she has a pair of jeans she wants to give me. So I'm
0: yes, Get oh, out makes. of the house. <laughs> Yeah, perfect.
2: Um, Okay, I want to take a quick screenshot so I can throw it up on my Instagram. Okay, let's go. So I can say, look what I was doing. Hang on, let me twist you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everyone's smiling. One, two, three. Is it cute? Let's check it. Is it done? Yeah, it's cute. Okay, I it's bet cute. it's cute cause my, it's because so my smiling. because my
0: my cheeks are b- my cheeks hurt like burning. I'm sure they're yeah, going to be a nice and toned. We're yeah. a lot
1: of good smiles at the end. Yeah,
0: we do absolutely. Yeah. Look at these cheekbones. Yes. yes, amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. So the cheeks working.
0: Out. <laughs> oh, I love cheeks
1: it. Working.